Okay guys, so let's go through the background. So I just wanna be very, very clear here. High functioning autism is not an official term. There's no diagnostic for it. There's no actual um, medical terminology that refers to high functioning autism as a diagnosis. So you can't be diagnosed with high functioning autism. And it also does not appear in the DSM, which is the main way that people diagnose mental health conditions and neurodevelopmental conditions currently in today's society. So basically, autism was discovered as, as, a, as a kind of medical terminology back in like 1940s with a guy called Leo Kanner uh, and also a gentleman called Hans Asperger who were doing simultaneous information research on autism spectrum conditions. Then they were looking at more severe cases. So Kanner was looking at more severe cases of people who had like exceptional needs and this became known as autism uh, or it was Kenner autism and it was like Kenner autism and there was some other nomenclature that they don't use anymore and they were never used in a diagnostic process. But in the early 1990s, they started to realize that there were more like mild, less severe support needs for some individuals who were still displaying some of those core traits of an autism spectrum condition, but were more similar to that of the hands Asperger research paper and diagnosis. So then Asperger syndrome became more of a diagnosed term for the people who had less severe support needs than that of the typical autism support needs that had been priorly diagnosed to this. Then of course this opened up the more broad spectrum of the idea that it is an autism spectrum and it is a quite a large spectrum and that brought forward what we now know as the autism spectrum. Of course Asperger syndrome became more widely used for people who were not displaying those severe needs or severe support needs as before you know being noticed and documented and diagnosed prior to this kind of 1990s ideological shift where they realized that autism affected more people than just the severe support needed version that they'd already seen. Also guys, I did a video specifically on Asperger's syndrome and signs and traits. If you'd like to see that video, I will leave it in a card above here and in the description below for you guys to go and check that out. What do people mean when they're saying high functioning autism? So, there are different support needs or levels of support needs for people on the autism spectrum. Some are more severe and some are less severe. For instance, somebody may need 24 hour you know, help and care, uh, using the bathroom, making their food, uh, getting around the house, getting changed, brushing their teeth, things like this. They could be non-verbal, they could be completely shut off from the uh, what we know is like a social world. And those people would have more severe needs and those severe needs would need to be met by a support work and that, that would be kind of like a severe need which people would typically refer to as low functioning autism now high functioning autism is a term that people started using to discuss people who were more uh, verbally able who were more um, independent living who weren't that severe as what they typically had seen so people who were able to hold down a typical job or they were able to you know go about their daily lives but they'd also display some core traits of autism and that was very very interesting so when people say high functioning autism what they're actually saying is people who have less severe support needs on the autism spectrum than that of some people who may have more severe support needs so basically the dsm which is the main way that all the uh, medical industry actually diagnose an autism spectrum condition used to have the term asperger syndrome now if you're familiar with the term asperger syndrome which is i had the diagnosis of prior to 2013 this was a term used to diagnose people on a certain kind of 
end of the spectrum of autism, if you if you will. And this then was actually retracted and taken out in 2013 and replaced with what they call now autism spectrum disorder as a blanket umbrella term for everybody who is on this spectrum. And there are a few reasons for this. So basically, when people were diagnosed with Asperger syndrome or high functioning autism, if you would like to call it that, then they were being left out of help and support that was definitely needed for them. So basically their case was argued down when they went to assess for support. So people would say, oh no, you don't have severe needs, so you don't have access to any support like therapy or support or financial support in some cases. And this became a massive issue. So where you were comparing someone with, you know, a diagnosis of Asperger syndrome to a diagnosis of classic autism, this didn't really sit well because they are both autism spectrum conditions. So they decided to take that out of the equation and just cover a blanket, just an autism spectrum disorder so that everybody is kind of under this umbrella of autism and everyone will have the individual needs and support that they need and can have access to because they have the right diagnosis. Now this was revolutionary in the idea of having somebody with an autism spectrum condition of variant degrees of support having access to support and help. Now lots of people still identify as Asperger syndrome and this could be for a few reasons. One is that there was diagnosed before 2013 and they still have the Asperger syndrome nomenclature label in their diagnostic paper. And also maybe that they haven't really kept up to date with what's going on and, and the, the new nomenclature and the new diagnostics, because obviously if you've had a diagnosis before, you're not really gonna keep up to date with those medical papers if it has no use in your life. Needless to say, it doesn't mean that Asperger's syndrome doesn't exist. It was just saying that that's where it fits into this whole story. But I must make it clear that it's a term that is outdated. Nobody really uses the term Asperger's syndrome anymore. And nobody really uses the term high functioning autism. Even though you might hear the term like, you know, used or, or said around, it doesn't actually mean that they're referring to somebody as a actual functioning label. All they're just saying is they're referring to someone as how their support needs are met. Now, how do you identify like a high functioning autism or somebody on that end of the autism spectrum with less severe support needs? This is very simple and I'll go through just a few little traits that I can um, identify for you so you'll be able to kind of know a bit more about it. So the first one is issues or difficulty with eye contact. Now I have issues like making eye contact with people. I know that a lot of people on the autism spectrum have this issue and it's a big one when you're confronted with people in a professional or social manner. But this is something to look out for if you know somebody who has this. Another one is bad social skills. Now social skills and social communication and the unwritten laws of socializing. Now with socializing, people tend to have a body language where they, they use their hands and they, they do body gestures and and they, they do unusual face gestures. And what this is, is basically a non-verbal communicative process and social gestures and social cues are difficult for people who have autism of this less severe support needs. So you may be in work with somebody and then you realize that they may not be able to have the best conversation and not knowing when to chime in with the conversation and not knowing when to stop talking. They're not knowing that the, the volume of their voice is getting louder or quieter. They don't know how far to stand away from you. These are very interesting concepts that are obviously unwritten rules that you learn as you grow older, but people with an autism spectrum condition don't actually um, learn this in the same way. Another huge one is issues with sensory processing disorder. Now I did a video all about sensory processing disorder and how you can actually overcome some things with hacks and stuff. And I'll leave that video in a card above here for you guys to go check out as well. But basically sensory processing disorder is when you have over or under 
um, sensitivity to things like lights and sounds and smells and being around loads of people and all of this like audio and visual stimuli input can cause all kinds of crazy stuff. So you may see people who have an autism spectrum condition using like ear defenders, and this is because they are hypersensitive to the sound that's coming off of certain things. It could be anything, like for me, um, it sounds of like plastic bristles. I, I can't be around plastic bristle noises and even the thought of them makes me, um, you know, a bit uncomfortable. But it could be anything. It could be opening like the freezer and like hearing the ice hit that tray. There's a bunch of different reasons and it's very, very individual, but it, it all tailors around sensory processing issues. Basically like light, too much light. So people can go to stores that have fluorescent lights and those fluorescent lights are too overpowering for them and they can see the flicker. And this can cause them to be upset and distressed and it could cause melt downs it could cause all kinds of upset and just completely disrupt the entire flow of what that person is doing and this is very common within autism another one would be like hypersensitive to food and texture so if you're like eating something that is like sloppy or you're eating something that's cold or you're eating something that has an unusual texture sometimes this can trigger a sensory processing disorder issue as well because it is this condition you know you're sensitive to certain things and it could be like taste it could be smell it could be texture these are all very 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 common another one is anxiety feeling super anxious people with you know Asperger's syndrome and people with the autism spectrum just as a whole have super high anxiety issues now I have uh, anxiety support groups that I go to I've, I have counseling for anxiety but feeling very very anxious especially on social situations like family parties get-togethers family dinners things like that these are gonna heighten the anxiety because of the social pressure to be a certain way that is very confusing for the person with the autism spectrum condition and also OCD bipolar and depression these are the most common comorbid issues that accompany an autism spectrum condition so somebody with uh, a you know an autism spectrum condition of less severe needs may have OCD and depression and stress and those things manifest themselves as mental health conditions which are very upsetting and, and, and are big issues but they're also um, a, an indicator to say that this person is on the autism spectrum obviously if the, the rest of the condition uh, presents itself in the other traits and stuff like that but I'll leave a more detailed video for that in the card above like I said all about Asperger's syndrome and traits if you're looking for something like that the link will be in the description below and in an iCard above here so you can go and check that out as well so in summary it's just an autism spectrum condition Asperger's is autism high functioning autism is autism but Asperger's syndrome and high functioning autism aren't nomenclature that is used to diagnose or describe anybody in the autism spectrum it's just an autism spectrum disorder and it will soon probably become an autism spectrum condition because a lot of people are saying the word disorder is negative and there's a big huge drift in the community between what the nomenclature is going to be but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't want to identify as Asperger's syndrome if you think that you know you want to identify as someone with Asperger's syndrome rather than just say autism spectrum condition and that's absolutely fine I don't think there's any issues with that um, and if you want to say that you have high functioning autism I guess people may not understand what that is and I guess this is the reason for this video and I hope that you've learned something today